Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. So guys, how did you enjoy our episode on eating behavior and how you can hack or design your food environment so it supports your eating habit and habits and your long-term goals? If you liked it, you're gonna like today's episode even more because it's gonna give you even more awesome tips and advice from the archives of psychology of eating to you so you can use your mind to help you to improve your eating habits instead of trying to always exercise your willpower wondering why it's just not working because guys we need the basics of eating psychology and how to change our environment so it works for us because otherwise in our obesogenic environment in our fattening environment we'll just be all fat slobs, fat, lazy slobs, because everywhere you look, you don't need to work a lot to see um, and be reminded about some sort of food that you need to be eating right now. And if we don't do something consciously about redesigning that, or at least um, modifying it somehow to work better for us, then no willpower will save us, guys. Today we are talking about a few other tools and hacks from mindless eating, why we eat more than we think. And yesterday I was actually trying to figure out whether the author meant why we eat more than we think or or something else. Anyhow, guys, so today we are talking about how thinking about food, looking at food makes us all eat more. So what I'm talking about, if you are watching TV and there is some food advertising, or if you are listening to radios, or if you are still watching YouTube with with, uh, advertising on, then you probably encounter quite a few food ads. And guys, the more you look at it, the more you watch it, the more you pay attention to it, the more you're going to eat. Statistics are undeniable and studies show over and over and over again that if we are reminded about food more often, then we're going to eat more often and th- and we're going to eat more. So in the book Mindless Eating, there is this story when they invited uh, groups of people and um, one group of people was set to write an in- extensive piece of writing about their favorite soup, maybe their mom used to make or their grandma used to make and or just about the soup that they admire and, you know, write this whole description, even if it's all from their imagination, they were asked to um, write this um, composition. And people did that. And then the other group was asked to do nothing related to soup. They would just ask um, a few questions not related to food at all. 
And so over the next months, uh, they track the behavior of those people when it comes to foods. And they track the behavior that was before the actual study. And so they, um, they discovered that people who wrote this whole composition about soup compared to what they were doing before, they started to eat on average 94% more soup the next month. So basically they doubled the consumption of their soup over the next months compared to what was previous just because they wrote this composition about uh, the soup. And in the group that did none of that, that didn't write anything about soup or was asked anything about food at all, they did not, their consumption of soups compared to the previous months, uh, it didn't change. So the more we are asked to think about uh, something, to imagine it, to, you know, write about it, to fantasize about it, the more we're going to eat. Uh, the power of this knowledge is in uh, that we can design it to work for us. So, for example, if you're not eating enough vegetables, if you're not eating enough whole foods, if you're not eating some sorts of foods that you know would benefit your health and would improve your eating habits, you can start reading recipes about it. You can start uh, looking at pictures, so watching ad advertising about that food. Maybe some farm boxes with fresh produce of vegetables, maybe some uh, delicious meals made of a lot of vegetables uh, uh, and uh, some fish and whatever that you want to eat more of. Or if you like to go on a keto diet or a low-carb diet, then watch some advertising, read more about, like, the look-through recipes book about that specific style of eating. And from my experience, guys, that totally works. Maybe that's why I'm so excited every time I change the way I eat, because I read books, I do the research, I figure out what are the best foods and how to cook them, I watch recipes by chefs and uh, different food enthusiasts. So I do all of that, and that's why I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm doing this keto diet, and there are all these recipes and foods I can try now, and now I can track my macros. That's another fun thing to do <laughs> for somebody who likes numbers. So the more we think about something, the more uh, the more it's in, in our mind, the more of it we're going to eat. So you can use it for good. You can design your own food behavior that works for you, for your health, for your fitness goals. Or you can, use, you can be used by our food industry and eat what you're most often exposed to. And that will not probably be vegetables. There are not so many ads sponsored by any sorts of vegetable producers, farmers, or governments. So you're probably going to be eating a lot of junky foods if you allow yourself to watch um, a lot of that stuff, to be exposed to different sorts of visuals and advertising about different junk foods. So that's number one, guys. Thinking, looking at, um, visualizing it, imagining it, planning it. Uh, whatever food is on your mind, it's going to be on your plate more often. The next one is kind of related, but it's more about actually designing your food surroundings. So studies show that whenever we see certain food clearly, more often we're gonna eat 
we're going to eat it more often. So there was another story in the book uh, about secretaries. And there was a group of um, secretaries that had on their desk candy in a transparent bowl. So a transparent bowl, you could um, easily see all the candy. And then there was another group of secretaries who had a white bowl of candies. So basically a closed lid bowl of candies. Like the candy was there on their desk, but it was in that closed um, dish. And on average, secretaries that had the transparent bowl of candy would eat 74-76% more of that candy than the secretaries who had that white bowl. And it didn't depend on eating candy eating patterns of the secretaries before. So whatever the, the amount was before the study, when they changed that environment, giving some transparent bowls, some white bowls, and then changing them. So food behavior changed accordingly. So if something is in a transparent bowl, you're going to eat about like 70% more of it. Um, so how we can use it, guys? We can make foods that we want to eat more. The same goes for our family, for our kids. Like if you want people around you to eat more of healthy foods, maybe vegetables, maybe fruits, maybe um, some healthy protein uh, snacks, maybe some um, nuts and seeds, whatever that might be, make it look fun. Uh, as we talked about yesterday, making it look fun and colorful and eating variety always uh, makes us want to eat more. So making it fun and putting it in plain sight out there will make people eat more. So if you want to make yourself eat more certain things and you want to people around you uh, make to eat more of certain things like fruit, vegetables, you know, proteins, healthy proteins, maybe nuts, maybe seeds, uh, whatever that might be. Um, make it transparent, make it easy, make it available to see. And people and you including are going to eat more of that. So again, you can either be a a victim of your environment if you are in some place where you're constantly surrounding by food choices that you'd like to avoid or you can redesign that environment and um, help it to support your better eating habits uh, i know guys that our food environment is not ideal and you might be stuck in a situation like maybe your office snacks or maybe your family have different eating habits you might be stuck in a situation where you can't change a lot but you can always change something maybe um, add a really fancy bowl of fruit to your office um, maybe add it to your family table. You don't have to eliminate all the crappy foods, food choices, but you can add something good and make it extra good looking. And you and people around you, people you care about, will eat more of it. The next one, inconvenience. That's kind of also related to seeing, thinking about it, planning it. So whatever is the most inconvenient we're gonna eat less of and that even works for rats like if something requires more work we're gonna eat less of it and it goes even something to as simple as keeping the ice cream under a lid or in some box that is hard to open. So they did this study uh, in, uh, in an ice cream parlor and all they did is they closed the ice cream with a lid 
and offered people to eat it, to try it, you know, for some food research. And whenever ice cream was under the closed lid, people would eat 30% less just because the lid was closed than when the lid was open. People, people were 30% less likely to give it a try to get it if they had to open the lid and take it out and put on their plate first uh, compared to uh, when the lid was open and it was much easier to grab it and go. So the, um, you know, one of my stories, like uh, once in my life I was living in an apartment and the food store was down the hill from that apartment. And so in order for me to get food when I was out, especially if at night I was like craving something and there was nothing in my fridge that I wanted, uh, but I knew there was something at the store. But to get to the store, I had to go downhill and then I had to go uphill. That was pretty steep hill. So I had to do additional work to get that food. And guys, I can't even count... How many times it saved me from eating all these snacky foods that I shouldn't be eating at night? Just because I had to do more work, that killed all the motivation to get after it and eat it. So, you know, make it inconvenient. Don't keep any of those foods in your house. And uh, if you, all the time, if you have to go out there and get it, you'll eat much, much, much less of it. Uh, and then the fun part of today's podcast is about people, guys. So a few fun facts. When we eat with other people, our behavior, our eating habits change quite a bit. Well, first of all, we always like to be like other people, especially those people who we respect, who we admire, who we'd like to be friends with. So we kind of modify our food environment based on who we eat with. It's true in every case. And so, for example, if there is a group of people um, and and you are someone who's eating super healthy, but the whole group on average is not that conscious about healthy eating, so you're going to eat a little bit more, a little bit worse. And there is a person who's a little bit, who has um, a little bit worse eating habits than the group, then that person going to eat less and going to eat better. So the group kind of averages out the choices that we make. But then, uh, separately from that, Whenever, on average, people eat in a group of two, people eat 35% more. If that's like a group of friends, two people, 35% more. If that's seven people and more, like, you know, big celebrations, party, people eat on average 96% more, so like double the amount. If it's somewhere in between, like four people, 75% more. So in general, people tend to eat more and longer when uh, they are with friends, with people. Now, that is a little bit different when it comes to a date kind of eating together. In that case, women tend to eat less and guys tend to eat more. Why? Uh, in the book, there was a funny example about if, for example, I'm going to tell you that there is this guy, Jack, and when you give him a whole bucket of popcorn, he eats the whole bucket. And then I ask you a question. So, uh, and there is another guy, let's say Nick, who eats, who always eats just a small, tiny 
bucket of popcorn. And when I ask you, who do you think bench presses more? Jack, who eats a whole big bucket of popcorn, or Nick, who eats small bucket of popcorn? All people, like almost without exception, would say that Jack, who eats a whole big uh, bucket of popcorn, would bench press more. Uh, we, in our society, uh, associate masculinity and being able, you know, to do things as a man with a bigger appetite, being able to eat a lot. And that's why on a date when a guy is trying to impress a woman with his masculinity and macho kind of qualities, a guy would eat more because of that reason. A girl would eat less, a woman would eat less because uh, eating less is associated in our society with femininity. So, you know, smaller portions, uh, something more delicate. Uh, so my eating habits, one meal a day with bigger portions probably <laughs> would scare a lot of people off a lot of guys. I don't know. But anyhow, that's what statistics show. Uh, on a date, uh, a guy would eat uh, a lot more, even if it's like a movie date with popcorn, and a girl would eat... Um, a lot less, uh, maybe like a salad. Um, so that's it, guys, for today. Uh, I want to again repeat for you so you can use it in today's or you know, next time you eat practice or start modifying your food environment. So, what we focused on today was the more you think about something, the more you visualize it, the more research you do, the more planning you do, the more of that particular specific food recipe, food group you would eat. So, make sure that you use it for what benefits you. So stop, you know, searching for donut recipes, or pizza recipes. Chances are you're going to be eating more of that, not just cooked by you, but also bought elsewhere. You're going to see pizza everywhere because that's what, what you're going to be focusing your mind on. Then modify your food environment. Bring bring on some more food that you'd like to be eating more of. So if you're in an office and there is candy all over, then maybe try to hide some of that candy and bring uh, instead a huge bowl of beautiful fruit, then you're going to be snacking on in your house the same, you know, maybe tuck the candy away in some non-transparent bowl and again bring on some fruit and nuts and vegetables and all these amazing foods that you'd like to be eating more of. Um, and then convenience and inconvenience. Make something that you don't want to be eating uh, inconvenient as much as possible. Even putting it in some closed container that you put at the back of your fridge or put it at the back of your cupboard or, you know, in the garage somewhere, that all will make it less tempting for our brain because we have to work for it. Um, maybe, you know, don't keep the stuff that you don't want to be eating in your house, so you have to actually get, go and get out and get it whenever you need it. So those are a couple of practical tips. And just out of curiosity, but, you know, learn about more about your food behaviors when you are in a group of people, when you are on a date, how much or how little you tend to eat obviously depends on the gender. Um, let me know what you thought about this episode, how you're going to use it. If you have any more questions, guys, feel free to reach out with any food behavior, nutrition, healthy eating, eating nutrients from food kind of questions. Um, I'm always more than happy to give you my best answer, to give you 
the best answer from all the research that I've uncovered. Uh, and I personally, guys, a lot of people ask me all the time, actually, people ask me, how are you so disciplined around food? But the thing is, I just make good for me choices, the choices that I want to make as easy and as possible. And plus, I'm always doing research, like how can I make, you know, this vegetable super tasty or how can I eat my omega-3 fatty acids in a in the most delicious way uh, or uh, you know when I want to be keto 100% I'm like what's uh, you know the fanciest the I don't know most interesting way to do that or to have some new recipes new foods new products and I make it super interesting I focus myself on where I want to go I put the food out there that I want to eat and that works that's why any dieting for me feels like no work at all Thank you for listening, guys. Share with this episode with anyone who you think will absolutely love it. And as usual, guys, share it and eat better daily.